there for a few minutes afterward without having to talk about the latest polls? The campaign manager glanced down at a report. You boys have been doing it for thousands of years, right? Call me a convert. News cycles move fast. We have to move faster. Postcoital niceties are a luxury we can ill afford. She signed off on the report and held it out for an assistant. How about we ill afford those little precinct breakdowns you whisper in my ear while we're doing it? Teddy joked, flashing his trademark grin in a group of women screaming his name. Is that some kind of aphrodisiac for you, or do you just have to keep busy? What can I say? Judith shrugged. I'm a multitasker. Now, good news or bad news? Neither, Teddy grunted, smiling over at three attractive women holding one of his campaign signs. I've got to focus on the crowd. I might spot my next great relationship. You and a relationship? Please, Judith said, looking first at news crews, then down at her watch. You're not the type, Teddy. It's part of your perverse appeal with the ladies. I'm not buying that, Teddy said with a shake of his head. I just need the right woman. The question is, does she exist? God knows there's no right man, Judith mumbled, distracted by an email she was sending why should she have created a right woman? You think Rove mocked Bush this way when he was running his campaigns? Teddy sighed. And then some, Judith teased, studying a message on her Blackberry. Relationships, Teddy, are for other people, those willing to let go, people who settle. You and I live by a different code. We're no-strings people. We can't be bound. She glanced at a note handed to her by an aide, nodded, and handed it back. That's what keeps us from making foolish commitments we have no intention of honoring, she paused. Unless, of course, it wins votes, then what the hell? A campaign manager who is sexy and devoid of principles, Teddy bantered. How can I possibly lose? One way, Judith said, sliding into a concern with the latest numbers. Latest data shows you've got a 14-point lead over Emerson, 17 over Hoyt. Wow, he said, acknowledging well-wishers on the curb. What could be bad? Judith turned around and gazed off at a father hoisting his kid on his shoulders for a better view of the finish. Your family values numbers are coming in low. It's probably the divorce. People like to see their politicians married for some perverse reason. The point is... You've got to let me know, he said, knowing full well what she was going to say. Teddy, I said no. She's your daughter for crying out loud, Judith pleaded. Let the people see a few photographs of you playing the dutiful dad, buying her ice cream, biking together at the beach. Would it kill you? Women voters eat that right up. A roar went up as Teddy passed a group holding a Matheson campaign banner. He pumped his fist. We're not putting Zoe on parade to score some political points, he barked through his smile. She's 13, Judith, and she's off limits. Got it? Judith grimaced and shook her head. You're making a mistake. Judith, he spat, picking up the pace as he crested the hill. Yeah, she shot back brusquely, not used to losing. I've got it. Good, he gasped 
as he raced toward the finish line. Now, find out who that cute blonde in the Stanford T-shirt is just ahead of me. Judith caught sight of the stunning twenty-something completing her race. Forget it. You'd never keep up with her, she needled, flipping the phone shut. Coming across the finish line, covered in sweat, enjoying applause and congratulations from the organizers, Teddy tossed his headset to an aide, posed for the cameras, and joked with onlookers. As he toweled off, he spotted the blonde a few yards away. She was boldly checking him out, her body glistening with the after-effects of her run. Grinning, Teddy nodded in her direction, his breathing still ragged. He was about to make his way over to her when an aide ran up, a cell phone in his outstretched hand. It's for you, the young man said. It sounded like it was kind of important.